Good evening, it is 5 p.m. and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM, brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Letnin. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie, and here are your local news headlines. The Great Lakes Museum has issued an update on the arrival of the Keewayton. The Titanic era ship was meant to arrive in Kingston earlier this week, but experienced a few delays due to weather. However, the ship has now been confirmed as good to go. The SS Keewayton will now be departing Hamilton on Wednesday, October 25th in the early morning, and arriving in Kingston on Thursday, October 26th midday. More details to come on the Kingston arrival. For those in Toronto, the ship will sail by Toronto Harbour between Islands and Harbour Front, likely between 10.30am and 12pm on Wednesday, October 25th. Vara sail by Toronto, the ship will travel in open water in sight of land until she comes into Kingston's Harbor and eventually arrives at Kingston Dry Dock. The museum encourages folks interested to track her final voyage via marine traffic. Search for lead tugboat Molly M1. More details are to come about the exact arrival time in Kingston, but the ship will arrive from the south of Armour's Island. The anticipated arrival is 30 hours from when she leaves, most likely between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. on Thursday. Please note that everything is weather dependent. Even with forecasts predicted, we all know that conditions can shift. When the ship does arrive, visitors are invited to view the arrival at the Great Lakes Museum. This is a reminder that flu vaccines and the new updated COVID-19 vaccines are available for eligible residents. As the winter season approaches, KFLNA Public Health emphasizes the significant importance of getting a flu and new COVID-19 vaccine to protect yourself and your loved ones. High-risk individuals are currently eligible. The flu vaccine will maximize protection against the influenza virus, which is known to cause severe illness and result in hospitalization or even death among previously healthy children, older adults or pregnant individuals. It is also important to stay up to date with your COVID-19 vaccines. The new vaccine will help to prevent severe outcomes due to COVID-19. Given that it takes approximately two weeks post-vaccination to establish immunity against influenza and COVID-19, it is safe and strongly recommended to receive both vaccines at the same time. Both vaccines are accessible at participating primary care offices and pharmacies. For those under two years of age or 65 years of age or older, KFLNA Public Health is offering appointments. You can book online at kflaph or call 613-549-1232. It is recommended that all KFLNA area residents, not just the young and the elderly, get immunized when eligible. COVID-19 and flu shots for the general public aged six months and older will be available starting October 30th at participating primary care offices and pharmacies. Homecoming weekend and overall positive experience in the University District. City of Kingston bylaw enforcement and Kingston Police have released a statement regarding homecoming weekend, including numbers of tickets and fines issued during celebrations. While fines and charges were on par with previous years, the tone of the post-homecoming message was significantly more positive than the past few years. Homecoming in 2021 and 2022 prompted releases from Kingston Police regarding, quote, aggressive, volatile, and disrespectful behavior, end quote, directed at officers. After 2021's homecoming weekend, Mayor Patterson stated, quote, to say we are frustrated, angry, and exhausted only begins to describe the feelings among police, enforcement staff, paramedics, hospital personnel, the community, and myself. I don't know how to make the message any clearer, end quote. However, while there was still the residential parties and the Aberdeen Street Party, which has come to be expected over homecoming weekend, this year saw more cooperation with enforcement and no major issues or injuries, according to the release by bylaw and police. Acting Chief of Police Scott Frazier described it as, quote, an overall positive weekend in the university 
Community District, end quote, stating that attendees were mostly respectful and understood the role of the police. A nuisance party was declared on Aberdeen Street from Johnson to Earl around 1 p.m. on Saturday, October 21st, and the crowd was cleared throughout the afternoon with the nuisance party declaration lifted at 4 p.m. The largest fines doled out were two $2,000 fines for hosts of nuisance parties. Other fines issued include a total of 151 $500 fines issued for failure to leave premises after being ordered to disperse between both bylaw enforcement and Kingston police. Alongside these fines, 147 court summons were issued and two arrests were made. While homecoming weekend has passed, the University District Safety Initiative remains in effect until November 1st at 12 a.m., reaching over Halloween weekend. This includes the nightly closures at Gord Downey Pier, which will be back in effect from Thursday, October 26th to Sunday, October 29th. Regarding the closures at Breakwater Park and Gord Downey Pier, over homecoming weekend, Curtis Smith, the city's director of licensing and enforcement, stated, we're disappointed to have had to issue tickets to individuals trespassing at Gord Downey Pier. There was a blatant disregard for signs prohibiting use of the park. Alcohol plus open water is an incredibly dangerous combination, and we put these measures in place to keep people safe, end quote. With that statement, hopefully no tickets will have to be issued this upcoming weekend. App Party Clinic provides cervical cancer screening for patients without a family doctor. Patients without family doctors from Kingston and the surrounding area received important preventative cancer screening this week as Kingston Health Sciences Center hosted its annual PAP Party Cervical Cancer Screening Clinic. The Kingston Clinic was fully attended, seeing 88 individuals, marking a success for the program and patients in need of important routine screening. The Southeast Regional Cancer Program, located at KHSC, has been running these pop-up clinics for nine years at locations across southeastern Ontario. They are free to attend and open to anyone with a cervix who does not have a family doctor. Another PAP party for residents in the Belleville area in partnership with Hastings Prince Edward Public Health is scheduled for October 26th. So if you don't have a healthcare provider, you can email papparty at kingstonhsc.ca or phone 1-800-567-5722 extension 6071 to learn more about future pop-up PAP clinics. That's all for your headlines this week and next up is Zayden Vergara with your sports desk. Good evening everyone, my name is Zayden Vergara and it's time for your CFRC Sports Update. On Saturday, October 21st, Queen's Men's Rugby hosted the McMaster Marauders for the final match of the regular season. While away games typically mean a long bus ride and an unfamiliar crowd, that would not be the case for McMaster's Spence Alexander, who is returning back to his hometown of Kingston. I was fortunate enough to have the chance to interview Spence after the game. Here's some highlights from my interview. All right, Spence, uh, good game today. Can you just quickly speak to me, just talk about coming back to the hometown? How, how does it feel to be on Nixon Field? It's great. Um, you know, coming back here, it's where my, I played with my high school. Um, lots of good memories here. Always good coming back in front of family and friends as well, um, as well as some of the lads on Queens. Uh, props to them, they played a great game today. Um, it's always a great day on Nixon, man. Can you speak to just the camaraderie uh, of the team? Of course, you have an entire season to build it. Uh, just speak to the memories that it leaves you with. Yeah, um, I think something like this, some a program like this, um, we become very close with each other, um, both on and off the field. We support each other, um, and I think that really builds a family. Um, with people coming in and people leaving, it's always super hard to make changes. Um, but yeah, these guys, these guys are my second family. Can you just uh, let's say you have you have a young player coming in? Can you just speak to motivating them of, of finding that drive to keep pushing it to play at the the university level? Yeah, um, I think we have a lot of great examples uh, coming in. We have some guys. Um, I mean, not per se varsity selections, but guys who've never played rugby before. Um, with that being said, 
they see some of the older uh, varsity guys who are well established in the program and really look up to them. Um, and I think the way to keep that drive is just motivate them, um, help them out in every way you can, and welcome them in. Any family or friends that you just want to give a, a shout out to for coming out to the game? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd love to give a shout out to my uh, my mom, and my dad. Um, super happy they can make it. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you again to Spence for taking the time to chat. While the McMaster Marauders season has come to an end, your Queens Gales will continue into playoffs, finishing their season in third with a record of two and four. They'll be playing the Trent Excalibur on October 28th at 2 p.m. on Nixon Field. Don't miss it. But on that note, I've been Zane Vergara, and that's all for your CFRC sports coverage. Now over to Erica Singh with some campus news. Thank you. Hi, my name is Erica Singh, and this is your campus news for the week of October 23rd. This past weekend, Queen celebrated its second in-person homecoming since COVID by welcoming back over 2,000 alumni from graduating classes ending in three and eight. Festivities included faculty brunches honoring the Tricolor Guard and the main event, a football game against the University of Ottawa. Homecoming weekend also saw a rise in unsanctioned student activities and police presence around campus. Many students felt as though they were being unfairly targeted by the police, with students being fined upwards of $500 for simply being present in the student ghetto. The AMS has been working on improving the university's correspondence with the Kingston Police Department through initiatives such as appearing before the Police Service Board on October 19th. The AMS has voiced students' concerns of unfair treatment, but were met with harsh responses. The University District Safety Initiative is set to end on November 1st, but the Kingston Police have made it clear that they will be present in the area should the need arise. Next, the Society of Graduate and Professional Students, or the SGPS, has revealed its 2023-2024 budget. The proposed budget allocates 501 $1,250 for student subsidies, grants, and wages. The goal is to prioritize members' interests, financial sustainability, and optimize budget items based on its historical data. Notable budget changes include a new general health subsidy, replacing the mental health subsidy, which offers $18,000 for various health expenses. The gender-affirming care subsidy supports individuals undergoing gender-affirming care with up to $500 in coverage. The Emergency Student Assistance Subsidy criteria has also been amended, emphasizing the need for students to provide proof of expenses. The SGPS has invested surplus funds received in 2018 in alignment with sustainability principles and responsible investments. Furthermore, the SGPS is committed to student well-being and offers training programs for a safer campus. Despite not being in the budget, these initiatives reflect the SGPS's dedication to addressing the financial and stress-related challenges faced by graduate and professional students. That's all from me today. Now over to the weather. time for your CFRC weekend weather forecast. Tonight, Wednesday, October 25th, it's going to be mainly cloudy with a 70% chance of showers early in the evening and then 30% chance of the showers later and a low of 14 degrees. 
Thursday, October 26th, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a 30% chance of showers during the day and a high of 20, and cloudy with a 40% chance of showers at night with a low of 15. Friday, October 27th, it'll be cloudy with a 40% chance of showers and a high of 17 degrees, and the same at night with a low of 11 degrees. For Saturday, October 28th, it'll be cloudy with a 30% chance of showers during the day and a high of 13 degrees, then it'll be cloudy at night with a low of 3 degrees. Sunday, October 29th, it'll be cloudy with a 30% chance of showers again and a high of 9 degrees. At night, it'll be cloudy with a 40% chance of showers and a low of 4 degrees. And check back in with us on Monday, October 30th for your Halloween weather forecast. This is Christina Laurie coming in with your weekly CFRC traffic report for October 20th to 26th. For road closures, Lower Union Street, Ontario to end of Lower Union is closed October 24th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. For the arrival of the SSQ Waiton event at the Marine Museum of the Great Lakes, Ontario Street, Brock to Market will be closed October 24th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. to remove concrete barriers, planters, and benches at City Hall. Ontario Street, Gore to Lower Union will be closed October 24th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. For the arrival of the Key Waiton event at the Marine Museum of the Great Lakes, Queen Mary Road, Notch Hill to Greenview will be closed for the Utilities Kingston Nets project until further notice. University Avenue Union to Earl is closed until December 22nd for the Queen's University JDUC project. Wright Crescent South Intersection of Palace to 16th Palace is closed until October 31st. In other delays, Bath Road at Queen Mary, you can expect delays for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. Bay Ridge Drive would bind to Cataraqui Woods. Expect delays until November 30th for Phase 1 of the Bay Ridge Drive cycling and pedestrian improvements. At Dunham Street, at Dunham Park entrance, expect delays October 23rd to 27th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. At Highway 33, east of Collins Creek Bridge to west of Coronation Boulevard, expect delays due to construction to improve drainage. Lancaster Drive at Bentley Terrace, you can expect delays from October 23rd to 27th while contractors are completing intersection upgrades. On Mona Drive at Mona and Humberside and at Mona and Linwood, you can expect delays October 23rd to 27th for intersection upgrades. On Princess Street, Collins Bay to Bay Bridge, expect delays until October 31st for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Also on Princess Street, John Counter to Sydenham, expect delays October 26th and 27th. And finally on Westbrook Road, Princess to Windermere, expect delays until October 31st. For the construction of new sidewalks for sidewalks and pathways, Clarence Street, King to Wellington, expect a sidewalk closure on the north side from October 23rd to 27th for construction within the British Lake parking lot. Rideau Trail, Queen Mary to Parkway is closed for crews to replace Sanitary Main, install shoring, and build new gravel pathways. That's all for your traffic report this week, and next up is your community concerts events calendar. And now it's time for your CFRC Concert and Community Events Calendar for October 25th through October 30th. If you have an event you'd like covered on our website or news programming, contact us via cfrc.ca today. Band Elijah Woods plays an all-ages show at the Broom Factory in Kingston on Wednesday, October 25th. The show will begin at 7.30 and tickets are $20. Also on October 25th, join local drag performers for a haunting night at the final Bewitched at Barcadia Halloween edition. Dress up in your most creative costume and prepare for a night filled with wicked fun and unforgettable memories. Tickets are $10 and the show will be from 8pm until midnight. 
At the Grand Theater on October 25th, Grand On Stage presents Casting Off at 7.30 p.m., a circus as conversation that boldly challenges conventions. Tickets are available online now for $20 to $40. Catch $5 dates playing live covers from Blue Rodeo and Neil Young at Spearhead Brewery from 7 until 10 p.m. on October 25th, playing a free show. On October 26th, bands The Wilderness and Jimbo will be playing a show at the Broom Factory from 8 until 10 p.m. Tickets are available online now for $20. October 26th is the last Thursday of the month, so you know what that means. Beats Workin' is at the Club RCHA. David Hurley, Scott Hurley, and Charlie Chorelli are giving us jazz melodies you know and love from 7 until 10 p.m. Tickets are free for club members or $5. At the Grand Theater on October 26th at 7.30, Grand On Stage presents The Paper Kites, The Roadhouse, and Band The Cactus Blossoms. Tickets are available online now for $35. On Friday, October 27th, Kingston Band Ambush will be playing the Halloween costume party at the Overtime Sports Bar. It's $20 a ticket and it'll be from 9.30 until 12.30. Flying V Productions presents Jen Grant at the Grad Club on October 27th, playing some great songs beginning at 8.30. Tickets are $24. Get your weekend started at the Club RCHA on October 27th from 4 until 7 p.m. with a free show by Jeff Dunn and Friends. You can attend the Evil Numbers EP release party on October 27th at Blue Martini, featuring artists Mason FM and Trash McCann. Tickets are $10 and the party begins at 9. There will be costume prizes, rock and roll, and more. Also on October 27th, catch a free show at the Tiernanog with Brian Flynn and Andrew Van Horn playing traditional and contemporary Celtic music. On Saturday, October 28th, Tommy Youngstein will be performing Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, plus their greatest hits at the Broom Factory. The show is from 8 to 11, and tickets are $35. At Hotel Wolf Island on the 28th, there's a 70s-themed disco Halloween party with the Gertrudes and DJ LK. It'll begin at 7 and goes pretty late, and has prizes for the best disco costume. And catch Melody Ryan playing some acoustic soul rock at Spearhead Brewery for free on October 28th from 2 until 5 p.m. On Sunday, October 29th, Screamo, Emo, and Hardcore return to the Limestone City with Halloween Scrams at Next Church. The show will begin at 7.30 and tickets are $15. Mellow Lily, an award-winning singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist based in Kingston, will also be playing a free show at Spearhead Brewery from 2 to 5 on October 29th. On Monday, October 30th, The Morning Doves will be playing a show at Musiki for free for anyone who wants to listen. And those are your upcoming concerts. Now for community events. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for October 25th through to October 31st. Have an event you would like to be covered on our website and news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On October 25th is the exhibition Art and Waste in Panicktuck, Nunavut. This event is for all students with a special focus on Indigenous students. The exhibition includes over 60 works of art by Inuit artists. Their work animates the issues of waste and colonization in Inuit Nunavut. Tours are available to groups under 20. The Art and Waste in Panicktuck opening celebration will take place at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts from 10 to 4 p.m. 
On October 25th, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler, John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services Office on the main floor. Also on October 25th, a psychoeducational group begins with a mix of theory and practice. It is for students who want to improve their focus and decrease signs of anxiety and stress without having to spend hours in sitting meditation. During each of the weeks, you'll get the opportunity to experience a variety of mindfulness exercises in an environment that allows you to ask questions and receive feedback. Regular attendance and practice is recommended to get the maximum benefits, but drop-ins are also welcome from 4 to 5.30 p.m. at Mitchell Hall in the Student Wellness Services, and you can learn more at queensu.ca to register. On October 26th, there is an Indigenous Identity Sharing Circle, only available to Indigenous students. Do you feel that you don't look Indigenous enough? Maybe you are unsure about how to identify yourself, or feel you don't fit in because you don't know enough about your Indigenous identity? Please know that you are not alone. Come together for a sharing circle facilitated by Amber and Lisa to discuss these feelings in a safe space. Registration is required. Email 4d.counselor at queensu.ca. It is in person every other Thursday starting September 28th, and located at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center from 4 to 5.30 p.m. On October 26th, learn how to prepare a quick, easy, inexpensive, and healthy recipe. All students are welcome, regardless of your skill level in the kitchen. Upon registration, students will receive the location, time, and safety details. Registration opens one week in advance of each session. You must sign up in advance to participate. Cooking sessions cost $10 per student, and you can register at queensu.ca. This event will be from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Also on October 26th is Drag Bingo. Rowena Way's signature bingo is back on a monthly basis. It is the last Thursday of every month. There is no tickets, just show up and play. It's free and located at Daft Brewing from 7.30 to 10.30 p.m. On October 27th is the Far From Home New to Canada Therapy Group. This group is for international students who are struggling with a difficult transition from a different country, culture, and traditions to Canada. They may be missing home and the support of family and friends and are finding it difficult to find community and a sense of belonging in Queens. In addition to overwhelm and loneliness, they also feel the extra pressure of having to succeed due to cultural and or family dynamics. This group is offered from October 20th through to December 8th. Register at queensu.ca. This will be located at the Student Health and Wellness Center in Mitchell Hall from 1.30 to 3 p.m. On October 28th is the Living Traditions, a social sewing circle. Olipika and Talia share some of their handmade work and discuss designs and techniques passed on by their ancestors. Participants have the chance to complete a small project working with the seal skin. You are also encouraged to bring your own sewing projects and materials that you'd like to swap with others. This is located at the Agnes Etherington Art Center from 1 to 4.30 p.m. On October 29th, again, is the exhibition Art and Waste in Panic Nunavut. This event is for all students with a special focus on Indigenous students. The exhibition includes over 60 works of art by Inuit artists. Their work animates the issues of waste and colonization in Inuit Nunavut. Tours are available to groups under 20. The Art and Waste in Panic opening celebration will take place at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts from 10 to 4 p.m. On October 30th is the Indigenous Good Minds Night. Come and hang out by the fire, watch TV, study, play board games, bead, and take part in structured activities. These activities change bi-weekly and refreshments will be provided. This group is only available to Indigenous students and is located at the Four Directions Indigenous Center from 4 to 7.30 p.m. 
Also on October 30th is Trivia Night at the Brass Pub. Every Monday starting at 8pm in teams of four, come early and bring three of your smartest friends. It is free entry and you must be 19 plus. On October 31st is the Indigenous Drumming Circle. Do you know the many benefits of drumming? In addition to community connection, drumming can improve stress management, mindfulness, motor skills, and so much more. Join the 4D team for a casual weekly drumming session. No experience is necessary and we have instruments to share. This is only available to Indigenous students. It is in person from 1 to 2 p.m. every Tuesday at the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center. On October 31st is the Wellness, Depression, and Anxiety Support Group. This professionally facilitated group is for students who experience signs of anxiety and or depression that feels overwhelming. We will cover the nature, signs, and symptoms of anxiety, depression, and then provide specific evidence-based strategies for improving both. Regular attendance is highly recommended to get the maximum benefits, but you can also drop in. Register at queensu.ca. This will be located at Queen's Health and Wellness Center from 3.30 to 5 p.m. Also on October 30th, get ready for a night of outrageous fun at a haunting drag show hosted by the fabulous Bewitched. Located at Something in the Water, this event promises to be a wild ride filled with laughter, excitement, and top-notch entertainment. The show starts at 8pm and you must be 19+. plus. This was Kat giving you the CFRC community concert and events calendar for October 25th through to October 31st. I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear.